This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Naya Barnett, who is a foam correspondent for London football scene. She's on to help us preview the upcoming match for foam against Manchester United. We're also going to learn a little bit about Naya, who's been covering foam football club since 2022 and actually been a supporter since she was nine years old. So she's an actual supporter. So this should be fun. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. Okay. Without further ado, let me welcome Naya to the show. Naya, welcome to Cottage Talk. Thank you for joining me today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Well, listen, you've been covering phone for a while. Before we talk about the Manchester United match and talk about some interesting topics, I want to learn about you, how you became a phone supporter, and also how you came to covering the club itself. You were a foam supporter first, and now you're actually covering foam, which is fantastic. I know. It's quite exciting, to be fair. So, as you said, I've been a Fulham fan since I was nine years old. Um, My uncle actually introduced me to Fulham because I live in Chiswick, so it's actually not too far away. I've also been, as you said, covering Fulham since 2022. Um, I finished my master's in sports journalism in September, but um, I was covering them a little bit before then. So I go to all of the press conferences to talk to Marco Silva and then go to the games and live tweet the games on the London football scene, Twitter, and then chat to the players or Marco after the match as well to get quotes for him and write articles. Okay. Just out of curiosity, what has stood out from you from covering Marco Silva? Is there a time where you've actually asked him a question that stands out to you? I would say maybe last week when it was only me and a girl from Premier League Productions and it was just us two in the press conference and I asked him like six questions, just <laughs> one-to-one, pretty much had a one-to-one chat with him, questions that I've asked him, because most of my questions I want to try and differentiate myself from my other journalists instead of asking the same old questions week and week out, I just find that sure. really boring. 
So I asked about uh, uh, Alex Iwobi and his online abuse last week, which was quite interesting to hear how he's doing and everything like that. Well, I'm glad that you asked that. Now, we're going to be talking a little bit about his time in the African Cup of Nations because there's an interesting interview that was actually just posted on FullMFC.com. I want to get your thoughts on that. But uh, I'm glad that you asked that because uh, I was sickened when I heard about the abuse that he, he dealt with. It sounds like Marco was upset about it. Yeah, he was. I don't think he said to us that he doesn't know much about it. Like he knows, like, I think he knows like the basics and stuff and he's trying to support him as best as he can, but he just doesn't know the full story. He is really upset and trying to support him as best as he can. Like with all his players, but especially Alex at this time. Okay, great. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Fulham season so far through your eyes. Like you said, you're covering the team. What has yeah. stood out for you from, say, last season? I think it's more up and down this season. I think we've been playing well. I just think Fulham are a bit too scared in front of goal. It's like it, it somehow, once Fulham get in, obviously we get into the box, it's just like, oh my God, we're going to freak out and let's try and shoot but it goes over the it goes way over or it goes to the side or we get a corner and then it but then we have some games like the West Ham game where we score five goals against them um and same with um Notts Forest I think it's been up and down so far I think we are trying to find our feet still because obviously we don't really have a striker like I know we got Brozier in Right. As Marco said, he's still trying to adapt. And obviously, from club to club, it's quite difficult. Right. Okay. Very good there. Naya, okay. So let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about the interview that actually was just posted on the phone website about Bassey and Awobi. Now, what's interesting about this is that it sounds like after watching this, that uh, it's been a little bit grueling coming back to England from the African Cup of Nations. I was actually pretty critical of Marco for not starting both of these players in their last match. I was. I was very critical because I thought they gave Fulham the best chance to win, but maybe there was a fitness issue here. So what did you get out of this uh, interview with Calvin Bassey and Alex Awobi talking about their time in the African Cup of Nations? I thought Bassey was a bit more positive. And like had a bit of a joke and was really pleased about the performance, uh, like even just getting to the finals. Alex Roby, however, was very quiet, didn't really want to be there, didn't really want to have a conversation. Well, in my eyes, he right. was kind of like lowering down, was just fiddling with his hands a little bit. I get completely, even it obviously admitted that he was off social media, which I completely, he was having a social media break, I think he said, which right. I completely understand. And then I think they kind of let Bassey try and do all the talking, which I would honestly, as a, like I would, as an interviewer, I would have done exactly the same thing. I would have just asked questions mainly to Bassey. And I also don't understand why um, everyone's hating on them doing really badly in the cup. Like I know they were favourites, but as in, obviously, I think two, three of them have won it before, but I think the rest were fairly new to the game or fairly new right. to actually being the AFCON Cup like Bassey. So, well, maybe not. I know Alex Wibby, it was his third time, but I don't think he knew what he was going to expect. 
from the whole tournament. And also, they did play well throughout the tournament. It's not like they played shit. <laughs> so I'm allowed to swear on this. That's okay. You can swear. Like they just they didn't they didn't play poorly. Up to, well, apart from the 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 final, they played okay. But yeah, thought he as in because I tried to talk to Alex Roby Saturday. Yep. And he was like. Yeah, I'm good. I don't really want to talk right now. It's like, I, honestly, I get it. Completely understand. But can, can I just ask one question? Least one? But yeah, I think he's just quite... And I think also he's a shy guy anyway. Yep. He seems just a nice gets on with it sort of thing. And I, I think I also think they're knackered. I agree, I, yep. I agree with Marco. I think they do need a little bit of a refresh. Because apparently they did, like when they landed... In, when they said in the interview, they literally went straight to training. I don't think they've had a break up until that point. And what's interesting, like I said, I was very critical. And then I saw the quotes today from Marco talking about how they were, you know, obviously coming back from the African Cup of Nations. So maybe I got this one wrong. It wouldn't be the first time I got this one wrong. And Marco was uh, just being more cautious, having them come off the bench. So I was just disappointed, Naya, because I think these two players yeah. change form. I, I think I they agree. absolutely I do. Agree. So yeah, that's I why agree. I was disappointed. I, I think you could understand that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I would be too. And I think I was. I thought Bassi could have started the game on Saturday, to be honest with you. I know, and I think he also is, at this moment in time, better than Reem. And it's kind of heartbreaking to say that because he was unbelievable last season. And we all know that Bassi is the long-term solution for them anyway. So, but I do agree with you. It, I was disappointed when he wasn't started, but I could also understand it in a way, in Marco's way of thinking. Awobi, however, I kind of get where Marco's coming from because as much as everyone knows that he's an unbelievable player for Fulham and actually makes an impact straight away, he does need time to figure everything out, even if it's football. And also... The footballing side is still, there's still a little bit probably, oh, we lost the African Cup. Oh, what if I play bad against Aston Villa now? And it just mentally, it goes even worse. So I get that. No, I get it now. It's But at the time, I was... But I, yeah, I completely, it. at the time, I'm with everyone else. At the time, I was slightly disappointed, but... But yeah. now that we're getting these comments after the fact, I do understand it much better than I did at the time. It's funny. I did a poll and 60% agreed with Marco's decision and 40% agreed with me at the time that I thought he should put out his strongest starting 11. But there is a method to the madness, Naya. And he's uh, the manager. He knows better than me. And he probably got it right, even though I was being selfish and wanted these players back in. But probably. If you look at all the games coming up, it was probably the right move. But at the time, it just, you know, it disappointed me because I yeah. knew that these two players change everything. I know Alex Awobi, when we talk about him coming up, changes form tremendously. Yeah. And I think Bassey, listen, I'm an American, love Tim Ream, but Bassey's the better player. At some point, you need to move on. Yeah. He makes form better. And I actually think Bassey and Tosin are the best center back pair and we'll talk about starting 11 coming up but we shall see but again good stuff about calvin bassey and alex Wobie. now let's move on to a player that has surprised many let's talk about rodrigo muniz now you were interviewed 
about Rodrigo Muniz. You yeah. gave a couple quotes. Give me your thoughts on the article and then your thoughts in general on Rodrigo Muniz. Well, the article, Chiswick Herald DM'd me. Can you ask a couple of questions and give your take on it? So, and it was also quite last minute. I didn't expect it to, I didn't expect the article to come out quite soon after. I thought it was kind of going to be a long piece. So I just kind of gave my opinion on it. And then my opinion of Munez, he's still really young and he still has got a lot to learn. But I do like he's got the fundamentals of becoming a really good striker. And also scoring four goals in three games. He's he's kind of done like a massive turnaround. Because most Fulham fans, and as I agree with them at the start... Up and down, maybe score one goal here. Then, like, maybe like, yeah, I can't, I would agree with the whole Fulham fans and being like, yeah, he's not great in December. It wasn't doing that well. Wasn't really holding up the ball that great. His overall performance was just a bit. He was trying his hardest. Don't get me wrong, but he's also twenty two. You have to realize, yep. so he probably still has got a lot to learn. Marco has somehow, I don't know how. Maybe he's doing weekly chats with him, like he does with Piera. But he's somehow magically transformed him into a really good striker. And he's he's not not only that, he's making Brozier not even play. And we know as Fulham fans, that's like he must be doing something right for that to happen. So I like where his performance is going, but I do think and also being out on loan last season, Marco did say yes uh, last week, being like he did change in other ways. His footballing side wasn't that great, but he did change in other ways and improve his overall mentality probably in other ways and grew up a bit more, his maturity. So I think, and also he couldn't really speak English, so I can understand why that can affect the team as well because if he can't really speak much English, then can't really talk to the teammates. I know we have a few Brazilians, but it's probably not the same. It's probably not the same as like, let's have a team, let's have a team dinner and everyone is speaking English and you can't really speak English. I don't know. But yeah, he's his performance has been transformational. Let's Absolutely. Say. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get on to talking about a couple of topics you actually had on X cool. talking about overrated player, underrated player, overhated player. Yeah. Best player and worst player. So cool. we're gonna we're gonna go through all of them. So let's start with overrated player. Now, I'm gonna just share who the overrated player is. I actually agree with it, and I've gotten a little bit of stick for it. Okay. I actually I'm gonna explain. I went on a podcast, cool. and it was called the EPL Roundtable, and okay. the host wanted to give me a phone specific question and started telling me how great. Andreas Pereira is and how the stats say how much he's creating for Fulham. Are you concerned about his lack of goal scoring? And so I just stopped and I said, wow, I said, this is going to surprise you, but I actually think he's been a disappointment this season. And I don't think that his set piece deliveries have been the greatest as they were last season. And more importantly, I don't think he, has been at the same level he was last season. So I went off on all this, and I actually put out a poll because many phone supporters have come to me, Naya, with the idea that maybe he should be dropped. Maybe Andreas Pereira should be dropped. 
So I did a poll on this, and my poll was actually almost even to fans wanting him dropped to fans not wanting him dropped. So it's I think it was about 53% to 47% yes to drop him, which it's fairly even. But I think he's been a disappointment. You have him as your overrated player, so I think we're in agreement here. Okay. Can I ask a question? Can I ask, for the people who say that he's overrated yep. and they want him to be dropped, who would you want him to be replaced by? That's a great question. If you're asking me, yeah, I would either have, I would personally have Kearney play that role. I would have okay. Kearney play the number 10 role, play him further up the pitch. That's what I would do. Because at that point, then you could potentially play Paulina, Reed, and Kearney together if you wanted to go in that direction. Or you could also play Alex Awobi as the number 10. There are players that I think that can do that role. So that's where I'm going on that. Whereas I, this is the only reason why I am saying that he's the overrated player is because of the lack of goals, right? That That okay. is literally, that's, that's probably, I agree in the sense that his set pieces hasn't been amazing in last season. Sure, great. But he has hit the crossbar. He has hit the woodwork. <laughs> he has. So you can't exactly say, I don't know how to say it. Like, he is a good player. Marco likes him to play in that position right. because he's a bit more attacking than Kenny. He wants Kenny to be a bit more of a defensive midfielder, which to be Mar- to, to, for Marco, I'm like, TC does not like to defend. We all know that TC is a bit of a pretty boy and doesn't really like a tackle. And he's like, oh, I don't want to get hit on my hair. Like, let's fix up the hair and everything like that. We, we know this. I just want him bad, but we really do. So with Marco, I kind of disagree with that, put him okay. in the defensive role. I think with Pierre, it's more of a mentality thing. I think it's more of a, if we lose two games in a row, let's say, his confidence will literally go rock bottom and I think that's where Marco needs to be a bit more. I know he does weekly chats with him, but like he needs maybe a bit more than a weekly chat. Have a little bit. How are you doing today? What are you up yep. to to try and get his mentality back to this? I probably do, mentality might be amazing for all I know, but I do think sometimes that his mentality might just drop a bit. And then, but then obviously, if his mentality drops a bit, then his performance drops a bit, and then it's just like, and then every Fulham player is like, "Oh, he's really bad." Blah 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 blah. But then, for example, if we if if he has an amazing game, like two game, and he's amazing, all us Fulham fans are gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's amazing! Oh my god, he's he's not gonna be overrated anymore." If you see what I mean? That's my predicament. Okay, I I understand that. No, I really do. And listen, I know that Marco really appreciates what he offers. He is very good at pressing, and that's, I think, a big part of what Marco wants. So I get that part of his value. I guess for me, I'm just frustrated by him not being – Lack of goals and also the lack of continuity with some of his players. But the stats back Pereira more than my eyes, I guess, in some ways. So. I guess I struggle with him because I actually think when he plays with Jimenez and Alex Awobi, then you see the best of Andres Pereira. When those two players are not playing with him, I think he can go missing. That's kind of where I'm going on. on I do agree with that, though. I think if if Alex Awobi is playing, you do see Pierre just 
drift a bit. He's he's kind of like, oh, you don't really know where he is. Whereas I do like if 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 he has to get dropped, and I'm only saying that in the sense that if Marco decides, if Marco Silva basically says, oh, don't really want to play you in this game for a tactical reason, let's say, put right. Alex Wobi there because that is where his. And also, I've done I did an article on Alex Wobi basically saying he can play where Pierre plays, he can play where Polina plays. That's where his most two best. Right. He's that's his main two positions that he's best playing at anyway. And I had got a bit of slack for it, which I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm also right. Like you know I'm right, but you just want to give me slack because <laughs> Okay, very good. All right. All right. So that's your overrated player. Let's talk about underrated player. This is actually a good one because I'm a big fan of Timothy Castagna. Why do you think he's underrated? I think he's so I think he's been so solid this season. I think as a defender, I didn't expect when Marco was like, "Oh, I want Castagna." I didn't because I didn't. Really, I haven't really seen much of him before for Lumpaid. I kind of was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I now can understand why he wanted him to begin with. He's solid in defense. I know he's not as fast as Tete, but in some like games, you need a solid player that can just do the defensive work and just tackle lows and sort of that um, that role. And also, he can make any position in that back line. So if Tosun has an injury or if Reem has an injury, or even let's say Bassi has an injury, he can replace that role. And I just think... No one really talks about him. Like, I don't think any Fulham fans really talk about him that much that I have seen. I know everyone loves Tete, and I agree with you. Like, Tete's great. But he is getting a bit older now. He's 31, 32, I think. No, he's a little younger. A little younger, okay. And he is really fast. I just think with Tete, he can get out of position. He can get out of position a bit too much. Yeah. And he has to like run back clothes. But yeah, I do like Sanyo a lot. I think he's just, I just don't think many Fulham fans, I think everyone like loves Tete and doesn't appreciate how, like how much Sanyo has done for us. Because without okay. him, sorry, Tete's, what, Tete's, Tete's been injured for the last two games. Yeah. And, and, and also, last game he said he was available and hasn't really, and he wasn't even in the squad. So something's up. Okay, very good. All right. What's just for time's sake, we're gonna go to one more topic from your topics that I saw on Twitter. Okay. Let's go to best player because I think that's a great place to go. Let's just talk about best player, okay? Sure. So this is an interesting one because I think Fulham's best player is Jao Polina. Okay. But I could make the argument of the player that you think is Fulham's best player right now is Alex Awobi. And uh I think Fulham really missed him when he was at the African Cup of Nations, Naya. So why is he your best player? Because I think ever since he's joined, he's made an impact in any way he can. If it's on bench, if it's playing, he's always does everything, in my eyes, amazing, pretty much. I think my only criticism of Alex Rui is that he just needs to track back more. Like That's literally it. Like Polina, I could agree he is probably our best player, but he has had, I reckon, out of the whole season so far, at least seven games where he hasn't played that great. Like, and I mean by 
it wasn't there was one I can't remember what game it was, but there was like one game that I reported on he only like tackled twice or something, and that's like, yep. whoa, Jarpolini, you've only like tackled twice, like what the hell is wrong with you? And I kind of get it maybe because obviously it was nearer to the January transfer and he was maybe gonna get pulled up a bit with wanting to go to Bar Madrid and stuff. But he just I think he has had bad games. Whereas I just think Alex Iwobi, if you've looked at every game he's played, I don't think he's bad played badly once. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's actually a very good take there by you, Naya, because if I have one criticism of Jao Polini is that uh there are games where he's not at his level. And when he's not, I've always said when he's playing at a man of the match level, I'm talking about Jao Polini, Fulham tend to get something out of the match and probably win. When he's not at that level, Fulham are not at that level. So, but Alex Awobi has been extremely consistent. I can't think of a bad match he's had so far. I can't. I can't think of a bad match. And he just seems to lift the team whenever he is playing. Like I said, he comes off the bench in the last match, and I think he makes a difference just by being on the pitch. I completely agree with you. Yeah, so that's why I totally agree with you. For right now, for this season, he might be Fulham's best player. We'll get to the end of the season. We'll see what people think is a player of the season. But I understand why you have him right now as um, your best player. I've had, I, as in, I have one journalist, it's quite funny, how um, he thinks that Harry Wilson could be our, our player of the season. And I think all the journalists started cracking up at that at that joke. As in, we yeah. actually thought he was putting, like, actually putting up a leg, being like, what the hell are you thinking about? Because... As much as he scored an amazing goal against West Ham, like, yep. and he's been, and he has been good. He's definitely not our best player this season. I think that's a pretty obvious one. But I listen. Um, everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own opinion. Everyone, like I said, I had someone come to me and tell me how great Andres Pereira is, and I said my eyes tell me something different. So everyone has a different opinion, and that's what makes football so great. Naya is that we yeah. all have different. Different views of things. So that's what's good. Okay. So now we're going to focus on the upcoming match. Coming up next, Naya and I are going to break down and preview the upcoming match for Fulham at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, Naya, let's get to it. Let's talk a little bit about Manchester United. I don't know if you had a chance to watch them at all this season. I've watched them a little bit, and uh, I can just tell you, if you want to talk about an up-and-down club, I think they've been up and down. But they've 
hit a good form right now. They've they've actually been really playing well lately. Is this the worst time for Fulham to be playing this team? But before we really do that, I, let's just transition a little bit. Cool. I want to get your thoughts on the loss of Zhao Polina. Well, let's talk about that first. How do, how do Fulham overcome the loss of Zhao Polina? Who do you think plays that role? Could it be Zasa Lukic? Could it be Harrison Reed? Who plays the role? I think in this match, I think maybe Reed. I think Harrison Reed might edge it because he has been consistent. And in and when he has played, especially in the Carabao Cup and especially against Liverpool, yep. he was unbelievable. He like, was. Tracking back, doing everything. And I also think he might be really good against Manchester on Saturday, Manchester United, okay. because he'll play that sort of role. I do like Lukic, though, but it's what Marco wants, in my opinion, Reedy. Okay, very good. All right, so let's go back and just get your thoughts on Manchester United. I agree with you. I think they're up and down. I think against Luton, everyone says, oh, my God, they were amazing. No, sorry, they weren't. Luton could have easily won. They weren't amazing. I watched the match. They were not amazing. Exactly. Like, we could easily beat them. As in, if they if if they play as they played against Luton, we could easily beat them. I agree with you in the sense that they've been up and down. I also they have been really inconsistent, like ridiculously inconsistent, and they score goals. Just their goals don't really reflect. I don't have, like they, they, the goals don't really affect the final match. If you see what I mean, if you yes. look at like if you look at Luton and they score three goals to one. You could easily, basically, when watching the match, oh, it could have been 4-3 for Luton or however many, like, it didn't reflect it. And it's, oh, what's his name? Ho- 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 I can't pronounce his name. Hoglund or? Hoglund, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. So I'm really yeah, I'm sorry not... for butchering your name, but, like, he just, he scores goals, yes, but he's not exactly a great striker, in my opinion. That's probably really controversial, but, like, I don't think he's that good. Okay. Okay, no worries, no worries. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's get to talking about the starting 11. The way I want to do it is uh, I'm going to share my starting 11, what I would do. Then I want to get your starting 11. And then I want to get your thoughts on what you think Marco is going to do. So actually, actually, why don't we do this? I'm going to give my starting 11. I'm going to share what I at the same time what I think Marco is going to do. And okay. then I want you to give your starting 11 and what you think Marco's going to do. I, I know it might sound a little confusing, okay. but I want you to get the starting 11 twice, yours and then his. So okay. I'll start with my starting 11, then I'll share what I think Marco's going to do. I'm going to go with Leno, Castagna, yeah. mm-hmm. Robinson. I'm going okay. to go with Reed, Kearney, Pereira, which I don't know if he's going to do that. I'm going to go, if fit, Willian. On the right, Alex Awobi and Rodrigo Muniz up front. What I think he's going to do is I think Marco will go. Oh, I didn't even do do the center backs. No, I, no, I was like, I was like, where's the center backs gone? I, I was like, I was like, I was like, are we not having any center backs? Are we no, just gonna have it? <laughs> no, Naya, I know I know you're new to the show, but that's what we call a goldman. That's my great. That's a mistake. So that. I'm Right. I, I, we go through all this and I don't give you center back. So I'm going to go Bassey and Tosin. So there you go. 
I don't know, basketosin. So, so that's my starting 11. What I think Marco will do is I think he's going to go Leno, Castagna, Robinson. I think he's going to go with Bassey and Diop. That's what I think he's going to go with. That's my gut feeling. If William is ready to go, I think he'll go William, and I think he'll go Awobi on the right. I think he'll go Reed, Lukic, and it might be flipped, Lukic and Reed, and then Pereira. And then I think up front he'll go Rodrigo Muniz. But I, that's what I think he's going to do. I'm, I'm giving you both. I would go a little bit differently. Now, what would you do? And then go with what you think Marco's going to do. Leno. Okay. Oh, see. Don't forget the center backs like I did. No, I'm not, not going to forget the center back. No chance. I, okay, right. I think if Tete's fit. Okay. And I'm not a big if. Tete. Okay. Tosin. Bassi. Okay. Robinson. Okay. Hanson Reed. TC. Wilson. Piera. Okay. Awobi. Okay. And who's up front? Munez. Okay. So that's what you would go with. What do you think Marco's going to do? Okay. Leno Castagna. Tosin. Reem. Robinson. Robinson, thank you. Oh, I like your good shout in the middle, though, but I don't want to copy you. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Reed, Hanson Reed, TC. Okay. Wilson, Piera, Awobi, Munez. Munez, okay. Okay, so so it's somewhere. It's somewhere. That's good. That's Similar-ish. good. The um, only reason why I'm saying... A worthy replaces William is because I don't think he's going to be fit for the game. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably, I, it was probably more wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> no, I, trust I, I, I want it, but I'm kind of being a bit more realistic. Right, right. Well, see, you're more grounded than I am. So, so there you go. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, I really enjoy doing this with you, but we're going to end with the prediction for the match. Okay. This is how we're going to end the show. So yeah. I'll go first. I'll give you my prediction. Okay. And okay. it pains me to do this. I am going three to one Manchester United. I can't pick Fulham in this. I I wish I could. I anyone that knows me knows that I usually pick Fulham either a draw or a win, but I, I can't at this point. I think the loss of polling is too big. I'm going three to one to Manchester United. That's my prediction. And I hope I'm wrong. See, I agree with you in the sense that we're gonna lose. But okay, and it pains me to say this because I don't like Chris Sutton at all. I am going to agree with him in this scenario, and it's going to be a 2-1 Manchester United. Okay. And if we're going to score, 100%. Okay. And I agree that... See, this is the thing. Everyone says it's going to be a massive loss, and I agree with them in the sense, I do, but I do think we have great players that can replace him. It's not doom and gloom. When, and, and I agree that we always play better when he's in the team, but we also do play better when he isn't. It just kind of depends on how we're feeling as a like as the players on the day. Okay. All right. All right. So you have two to one to Manchester United. Yeah, I have three to one to Manchester United. Let's hope we're both wrong, Naya. Let's hope. We're yeah, both me wrong. too. Honestly, can we can we have Chris Sutton to be wrong and both of us wrong at the same time? <laughs> he normally okay. is wrong anyway, so it's fine. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, listen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed it, Naya. Thank you so much. I had so much fun.
Okay, well, great. Well, listen, before we go, tell everyone how they, they can follow you on X, formerly known as Twitter, and also how that they can read you on London football scene. So my at is Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T, and then the underscore Naya, N-Y-A-H. And they can read me on London football scene when I have a... It's normally, if you have like your notifications on, on London football scene, it normally just has my at and then I normally retweet it. And I did an exclusive um, on the Apple TV's Messi World Cup, if you like that sort of thing. On my own web, my own um, film and theatre website over the shoulder, but also on London football scene as well. So okay. If you, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, listen, it's been great having you on, Naya, and uh, I hope you come back again soon. Yeah, I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Well, listen, that's going to do it for this episode of College Talk. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other film supporters find us. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. For Naya, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to College Talk, part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.